0: To the greatest.
1: Like how to how to grow your actual like personal and cooks like, to, to the next level because I don't think oh, okay I don't think a yeah. lot of I don't think a lot of people talk about that like at all like you know when people get put into the position and actually last night um salty chef we were talking and he was like he's really really hating his his um his exec right now because I think it's the owner's kid I oh. got past the bottom. And he was like, um, he's like, bro, th- this dude don't even know how to cook. Like, what what is going on? Um, so it it's, yeah. it's rough. I was just like, eh, well, I guess this is. Yeah. You, you know, I was you know honestly, talk, I was like,
0: honestly, we uh, he DM me yesterday asking like for some uh, some help with like a stage, But you know, in all okay. honesty, that there's nothing you can do about that situation.
1: There's I know, I really can, nothing. man.
0: And listen, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about that. And if I were him, I wouldn't even waste time getting in between the executive chef or the owner and the son. There's no or yeah. uh, daughter, or whatever. So if anybody else is in that situation, just know that it's not personal and it's not you. It is blood. Yeah. You cannot get in between blood. Like a good example is nobody's gonna get in between what I do with my son, right? But mm-hmm. not, there's not one of person course. on this earth that's gonna tell me how to, you know, what. Mm-hmm. Like if I had a business and my son wanted to be whatever, it's going to happen, right? And yeah. it's not personal to the person that there. but I, I will be honest. I think the restaurant industry is a little bit different, right? I think yeah. it's not as easy as like, like, here's a good example. If, if my, if I was in the same situation and I owned a restaurant, I would not make my kid the chef. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I'm like, I'm like, bitch. If you wanna, if you wanna wash some dishes, or if you want to uh, be a food runner, you or wash some do an entry too. level. Because here's the thing: what people don't realize is you're just doing them a disjustice, right? By not putting through them, not putting them through the proper training, you're pretty much getting the golden spoon just from being daddy's boy, you know. And that's yeah. doing his son a disjustice, right? Because he's not gonna have the proper training to earn the respect from the colleagues. Correct. You know, and I'm sure he'll see, he'll see, he, he has to learn that for himself. The only mm, thing that he you can done. do is control his attitude and his future, you know? And yeah, trust me, I know it sucks, but at the same time, it is what it is, bro. I remember, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll oh. give you a good example. One time I had a test kitchen on Melrose, right? And, okay. uh, and you know, this test kitchen was dope, man. It had all the cool equipment and I was supposed to be the chef like three times, dude. It was ridiculous. Ooh. I was offered it three, three times, times. never, never wow. panned out and like, it really made me upset because I really worked hard to try to get this position and really worked hard in the company. And I kind of thought I deserved it in which I did, but it, I, it was yeah. basically just a smoke shield. Basically to be chosen to go do a course at the test kitchen was kind of like a prized possession. And the fact that uh son could just plug and play anytime he wanted kind of rubbed the oh. other chefs the wrong way. Right. And nobody could really critique yeah. his dish. You know what I'm saying? Even though whether it was good or bad, I'm not going to say it's, you know, It is what it is. But I think what's really important is just like, I was telling the other chefs is like, that has nothing to do with you. You have to understand that. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) it doesn't doesn't make me upset, like at all, you know, but like there were some other chefs that were rubbed the wrong way. Like, you know, they've been in, let's just say they've been in catering operations for the last 10 years. They've been trying to get to the fine dining side. His son was automatically given this position out of nowhere and, or Whatever the case may be, like yeah, it's unfair. But guess what, man? That ain't that ain't got nothing to do with
1: you, family. It's not business, man. Yeah, man. Like you can't. Your your hands are kind of tied. Same with my position right now. Like if chef wants to do this dish, okay. What what do I say to it? You know, or if it's not in season or whatever. Okay, like that's his. So what do I do? I'm just like let's try to incorporate it. Let's try to maximize the the amount of sales that we can. Yo, this Gala apple is so fucking good, yo.
0: what kind of apple is it? Gala? That's nice.
1: Guy the farm farms micro I said. Phenomenal. I was trying to find figs, but
0: Yeah, good luck man. They're they're uh, on the tail end. I got a fig tree in my front yard. I know.
1: Well, there's there's maybe like a couple more weeks before there's like another harvest coming out, but like I'm trying to get yeah. I want a feature at least one time at the restaurant for like at least a week.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? You know what's man? I, I the thing about figs is I love them for like I love them for like I love figs for like the first month that they're out. And then, like, I get sick of them, you know. And then I just can't, I can't yeah. even eat because well, you the have a tree outside. They, yeah, I got. Well, I have a tree in my friend's yard, but the problem is, is once they start fruiting, oh my god, dude, you you just get a fig overload. It's just crazy. Really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's like that happens to any tree. So, um, you know, like uh, like like peaches and stone fruit, like here in California, man, it's crazy, man. They're abundant and it's it's awesome actually because like. And, and that's what, that's like kind of like secretly the reason why I don't want to move out of California is because the fruit is just so freaking good, man. You know?
1: Lots. Of, I mean, like, all the good produce come from West Coast, man.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, I hate to say it, but like I've cooked all over the place. So, so Florida, New York, Chicago. Um, But I will tell you one thing, man. I will argue that the fruit and vegetables in California, bro, are like it's top notch, man. Like there's no yeah, comparison. It really is. There's so many times where I pick up like fruits and vegetables from the from the farmers market that are like still alive, you know, like they were just yeah. harvested, you know. And I remember in Florida uh cooking and I remember like checking all the boxes and being like, "Oh my god, all this stuff comes from California," you know.
1: California, Mexico, like literally everything out west. Like it's it's all the good mm-hmm. produce are from out west. Florida maybe I know a little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what did we get from, from Florida? Is,
0: oh, from Florida, I would say tropical fruits, fruits but like um, you know in all honesty, Florida has really good tomatoes and you know they have really good avocados and I would say tropical fruit um, that and mm-hmm. that's pretty much about it man like I as far as like um you know anything avocados down we south, get from Mexico we, specifically yeah yeah like the the stone fruit is pretty good like the Georgia peaches are really good you know I, I would argue that man like the things that come out of California man. <sighs> Like bro, there's this orchard, it's called Andy's Orchard. If you ever have a chance to look it up, it's amazing. It's called Andy's mm-hmm. Orchard. And I'm telling you right now, they really do tree riped fruit. Like they don't pick it until it's ab- absolutely ripe right and will be ready to eat mm-hmm. within like 3 to f- like 3 days. And it's the best fruit I've ever had in my life. Like it is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and it's crazy because they only sell at one market and that's in Los Angeles. So they're based in Morgan Hill and they only uh, sell at Los Angeles and then they sell they sell locally around here but I'll tell you what man, it it's just absolutely blows me away every single year man, every single season. So but mm. it's really good. I heard Jersey got good tomatoes though.
1: Jersey, so the the the, the best tomatoes in season is like June, July. That's like yeah. peak the peak. This thing is like it's like swarming. It's so delicious. But then after that, yeah. it's just like, eh. <laughs> everything yeah. is like kind of down. But we get ours from Pennsylvania. I told you this um, a, a yeah. few times. Uh, Eckerton Farms is the one that we use. Oh, Freaking I've heard phenomenal. Of, I've heard,
0: yeah, I've heard of them. Phenomenal. Farms, this farm is
1: just, my good grief. They Again, they have like a brief till like August. Like You can order yeah. most of their stuff over, but after that, that's it. So like whenever it's in peak nah. season, we're fucking ordering yep. their... Like left yeah. and right, even though like twenty cents to the dollar for every whatever produce that we order, it's it's pricey. But man, the fucking quality is so good, so good. No yeah, matter what, it is, I know that comes out. I know, me.
0: and you know what, you know what, man. I realize, like you know, some of these farmers are just like like a good example is like in California, the demand is so high, and um, I know a mm-hmm. few farmers that they don't they don't even waste time delivering anymore. They're like yeah, know, they I make know. so much. They, you know they're not greedy they, they they grow what they can sell and then basically they make mm-hmm. all of their money at the farmer's market you know what i'm saying like
1: yeah. you know
0: when you have somebody paying four dollars for a bunch of kale um you know that's better than selling a case you know a case for 20 Correct. bucks to a restaurant or you know what i'm saying of 20 pieces right mm-hmm. um the thing is is like yeah i was having conversations like and it's crazy because like uh, you know a lot of people are uh, more concerned with, you know, how, what they're eating and what they're putting in their body. And so this has become, mm. you know, made the farmer's markets really busy. And I think that's, I think it's great, but it also like, kind of like, you know, puts a monkey wrench in my shit, you know, because like,
1: yeah, before, it's a little awful. Now when we I, have to go was, to farmer's in, market to buy produce.
0: Yeah. And it's like, dude, I don't have enough time, but at the same time it's so worth it, man. If I, if I ever do uh cause I I, 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 I'll be honest. I used to love whole foods and the quality And, um, sometimes, uh, you know, with my, with my position, I have to get things on the fly, right? Like I I don't have, a you know, a request will come down the pipeline and it's not like a restaurant where we have a menu. It's just kind of like a fully stocked kitchen. Right. And, Mm. uh, dude, sometimes I have to go to whole foods, man. And I gotta be honest, sometimes the quality is boo boo. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is I appreciate whole foods, and Amazon for buying Whole Foods to make organic produce, uh, you know, readily available to the regular person. Yeah. But in turn, it comes with a cost, and that cost is. Vegetables that just have the sticker, but they don't fucking taste good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. It's like, oh, we can sell organic tomatoes at you know three dollars, you know three dollars a pound, but bro, they're like baseballs. You know what I mean? They're like literally yeah, no good. They're, they're like, disgusting. Like, they're not, they're not edible. They're mealy. They're just no good. Where as before, uh you know, with Whole Foods, like I, I would go to Whole Foods or you know back in the day or whatever, and I would see like oh, this is from a local farm here. Like, the season yeah. is going to give you a little information about it. Not not anymore, bro. Nah,
1: not anymore, bro. Mm-mm. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's how I feel about Driscoll. Every time they deliver.
0: Oh, I'm just like, can't, yeah, can't you yeah, just yeah.
1: at least one day, just give me, like, a nice product, please? Like, instead yeah, of I know. day three or day four shit. And I'm just like, come on, man. I can't yeah, win. Yeah. Just, yeah. just something.
0: Yeah. Dude, there's nothing. there's nothing worse than, like, like I used to tell purveyors like, and uh, it was crazy because when I was really busy, um, you know, you know, you have to set that standard with your vendor, you know, almost immediately. And I hate to do it, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to put the shit, like if if something is broken or cracked or chipped or whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be, like I'm sending it back. I'm sending it back. Yeah. Like, and I I don't care. I'll shut the restaurant down. But what I realized over time (laughs) is you build, you build this, you build this relationship, man. When I was a young chef, I used to just accept Mm. the product because I didn't want to not have the product in house. And I realized that ended up up screwing me because like, you know, like another person would be like, hey, you know, chef, these herbs are wilted or like, these, you know, this just doesn't look good. This coming today. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Just pick through it, you know. And, and, and uh, man, that that was the wrong mindset to have, man. And Mm -hmm. even now, man, I am still finicky. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'll pay. I'll pay. I promise you. I will pay, but I want the best of the best. I want the best.
1: Yeah. yeah. See, you know, I think like, we should preach that more. Um, Before yeah. I got hired to this position, right? I would return everything. And Chef was like, what's, yeah. what's going on? I'm like, bro, it has a crack on it or this one's bleeding off. And he yep. was like, really? I was like, well, I mean, this was like literally like week one or two. And I'm like, yeah. so what are we doing? Like, I, I don't know what your standard is, but my standard is like here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, nah, man. We just we just go through it, and I'm just like, oh man, I don't know. Yeah,
0: but you know what? You know what I realize? You know what I realize is like, I I used to do the same thing, and I'll I'll admit it. No, especially when I was really busy and I was opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was uh, the morning sous chef. Um, you know, the thing is, is like, <laughs> dude, once the vendor knows that you're you'll accept subpar quality or that you're yeah, not on your keep use, doing it. bro, they're gonna send it. They're gonna send it. Dog, one time, one time I got salmon that was, uh, you know, we were making smoked salmon with it, so it has to be pristine, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
0: I got, the, I got this salmon, and uh, you know, bro, it was like seventy degrees. The salmon. Oh wow. The temperature. It was like seventy degrees. And um, did you return it? And it and it was crazy because I needed it right then and there. And I remember oh, the chef. Man. The, I I remember me and the chef. We looked at each other, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to accept this salmon." And it's going to suck because, you know, smoked salmon takes three days to make and then you have to smoke it and then you have Correct. to slice it. And I'm like, I'm like, but like at Wolfgang, but you can't have like not have smoked salmon. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, Chef, <laughs> listen, it's we got, two, we got two options right now. We can accept this fish, right? Or, and we can, you know, we can make it happen. But in all honesty, I don't think I want to do it because, you know, it's just not a good idea. Like I know that the fish wasn't bad, but what happened was is the truck was not refrigerated. And yeah, the thing is, is it transported from the airport in the back of a trunk or something, not even in like a, styrofoam. Yeah, like no. it was just not, it was not a good situation. Right. And, um, it was that day where I told that vendor, I was like, listen, the salmon is temping at 70 degrees. I can't accept it. And he's like, but you mm-hmm. needed it. You needed it. I went, I went above and beyond to get the salmon for him. I'm like, I know, but you have to understand, wow. like it has to, it needs to come to the door at 40 degrees or below. You yeah,
1: know? man. Or it gets like, returned.
0: And that's and I'm like, that's the like that is not like guesswork. We can't mess with seafood. And um yeah, and I remember that day I felt horrible, but at the same time, it's like, bro, I'm not gonna lower my standard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the, the seafood needs to be fucking ice cold, you know. But anyway,
1: yeah.
0: I remember that. Did you guys
1: have um do you guys use Hasset monitors?
0: Hasseth monitors? You know, what is that? We are you t- yeah, we talking about like uh oh, You've like, never seen ha-
1: like the Hasset monitors? Yeah. Like HACCP log? So not for Yeah, not for the my company produce, only oh, all for everything, bro. Like, uh, well, not, oh. not at this restaurant, but like, uh, on my corporate, um, they're the company that started the HACCP monitor with, mm. um, is it CIA that they, they produce that whole monitor. But anyway, we use it and everything that we take in the building has to be poked and prodded with that HACCP monitor. It, it's the most insane fucking thing. I had to produce yeah, the, what? like logs ha- daily. Oh,
0: what's a HACCP monitor? That's pretty dope. It's like a temp time temperature. And, uh, Got you. Is yeah. Like a log? So they program it like for.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's. Um, I try to explain it. it. It looks like a. It looks like one of our regular probes, but uh-huh. it has um, it has a, a a what you call like like log differences. So like let's say you're receiving salmon or whatever the fuck it is. You click on salmon. Yeah. You you probe it, and you click okay, and it'll Got gauge you the the temperature. It'll either be green or yeah. red. Obvi- obviously we. We would know whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And you do that for the entire day. You do your open receivings, your you do your line checks, you you temp all your buckets. Like it was it it drove me nuts, man. It was uh
0: Yeah, but you know, you know what? You know what? You know what, Casey, and I'm sure you'll agree. I know it probably sucked for you, but it was a lifesaver when the health department came and training other individuals. Yeah, training other individuals that let's say aren't like chefy material, you know what I mean? You know, Mm -hmm. you you like like, I hate to say it, like I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Like for me, I would be pissed, but at the same time, if I have a 19 year old sous chef, that's not really, um, you know, that's not really the brightest tool in the shed, but you know, he shows up to work, you know, I would, I, I can, mm-hmm. I can kind of manage that, you know, especially when it comes to checking a large amount of produce, man, or like uh, mm-hmm. fish and vegetables, dude, phew, a lot of things can get missed. That's why I think in big operations, you should have somebody that just focuses on that, you know, purchase yeah
1: it. my op- if i'm not receiving it i'll give it to my dishwasher i'm like hey just just probe this shit for me just make sure it's green yeah yeah, yeah. i don't have to tell them what numbers it is i was like just make sure it's green click okay receive it it's like it was a, it was an easier yeah. kind of thing but we're talking daily my guy and then yeah, once the, yeah. the the greatest thing though once the inspector does come in we just like here's the log of the entire whatever the fuck you missed xyz you can see some of the times that have fluctuated here are my yeah. tubs and they're like, this is phenomenal. Like literally twenty minutes, not even out they go. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. pros and cons with it. Yeah. But it was. Monotonous, I remember when monotonous. I, I remember when we uh, implemented time temperature, and we used to have temperature logs. And yeah, um, temperature you know, logs. Uh-huh. And listen, when that first came around, I was like, this is dumb, this is stupid, blah blah blah, and I I cried like a little bitch. But at the same time, you know what? I gotta be honest. It kind of ended up working in my favor. You know what I'm saying? Because I was Mm. able to get a blast get a blast chiller approved, approved.
1: Oh shit! Wow. Let
0: me tell you something. A blast chiller. If you don't have a blast chiller in your operation, like if it's a big operation, especially for banquets, you're listen, bro. Once the health department would see that blast chiller, that was it. They shut the fuck up, you know. And it was Mm -hmm. amazing. And not to mention, you're not wait. Like I remember, like letting things cool down, like on room, like on the counter, you know and then yep. somebody would For like you know just hours, but and then
1: you stick it in bro
0: with the bla- with the blast chiller you get shit from like you know from piping hot literally piping hot to ice cold within minutes dude within minutes man <laughs> and here's the thing yeah here's the thing Must dude be nice. like, yeah no no seriously man and i got to be honest man it's it's so worth it it's so worth mm-hmm. it man. like you know and um especially if you're doing big events but
1: the only time i've ever seen a blast chiller I, I worked at this uh, catering <laughs> hall here in Jersey and for like a couple weeks. They needed help or whatever. And I was like, yeah. okay, uh, where do we cool the stocks? They're like, oh, it's in the back. You make a left. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like just a fridge. Bro, blast chiller. And, uh, you know, I'm walking in with a with a fucking cart. And I'm like, hey, is this what I think it is? like, yeah, man, just wait like 10 minutes. That shit will be cold. I was like, what? What is yeah, this? Yeah. Bro, yeah. I mean, they're doing like. 40 million a year. So they can yeah, yeah. they can afford some shit. They
0: can afford it. Yeah. The blast chiller that I have, even the one that I got at work is um but I was smart. I was I was, I'm kinda mad because I got the blast chiller and not the freezer. And um oh, oh, uh, oh. yeah, so it just chills to below forty in like literally seconds, dude. Like it doesn't matter wow. what you put in there. But in but but it's good because like um you know, you can also keep salads in there. You can use it as a standing fridge with a rolling wrap, mm. which is great which is great, but it's, but it's a monstrosity and it's super loud, right? It's super loud. loud, It's all good. What what were we talking about before? We were talking about how to like, how to uh, build, build up cooks from within.
1: Yeah. It's a build up cook. So like, yeah, whenever, whenever somebody gets promoted and it's always the same thing too, somebody gets promoted to the fucking position that they're not, they're not, you know, accrued to, or have any business being there, but they just get promoted above you. How would you then train somebody that's above you that has no clue? that's kind of yeah so
0: you know what so so listen you know what this is a this is a great point and a great topic and i gotta be honest and this may be so mad but you know it has nothing to do with me i don't know if you have this problem too but man when i was lurking in las vegas and los angeles you know what i realized dude i had some Mm. banger like spanish people that were so good so good Mm -hmm. but they didn't they did not want to manage other people you know what i'm saying they just wanted to be a cook they just they didn't want to like tell their friends what to do, you know? And, uh, I remember working with this one dude, his name was Benigno, and he was so good, man. I was like, bro, you, you can be a sous chef, man. I was like, I will promote you to sous chef within three months. If this uh-huh. is something you want to do. And he's like, no chef, no, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. I don't want people to get mad at me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, and, uh, and it's funny because like, you know, like I, I was just like, dude, mostly I saw it mostly with Latino people, but I was just like, some people are just like straight up. I don't want to be a sous chef, you know? And some yeah. people that's like all we fight for. But the thing is, is what I realized is if you get promoted from within, uh, especially if you were, let's say, uh, okay, it's me, it's my restaurant. And it's, uh, I promote a line cook that has been working for two years with the rest of the line cooks and they beat mm. everybody out. You know what I realized you have to do? You have to do a tasting. Everybody gets a fair shot this is okay. the only way dude this is the only way so we say hey th- we're going to do a tasting i want a three-course tasting menu including dessert i want an amuse bouche. so it's four courses amuse uh mm-hmm. starter uh app entree and then um we all taste we all take me and the other chefs and uh what i realized is i've had the most success with this right because nice. here's the thing i've had the most success with this because i've promoted people in the past that kind of didn't didn't really they like nowadays, I would say it's different. You don't get promoted over seniority, you get promoted over yes. your work performance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of hard for people to swallow. But at the same time, when you get promoted from within and you're and you've been working with your buddies for the last two, three years, and then you have now all of a sudden you're their boss, this could freaking make or break you, you know? Yeah. And it, it's tough man it's tough because like especially especially if that person is not capable you know like dude so like it, it's like i don't care i don't care what anybody says you're never yeah you're you're never ready for your first sous chef position you're never ready for your first executive chef position or your chef de cuisine mm-hmm. position you're never ready man like it's just like when you move to a new station like bro when i when i first worked the grill station when i was like 19, 18 19 i had no fucking clue what i was doing yeah, but at the same time, I knew my grit and perseverance would get me to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. bro, I didn't even know the different cuts of steak. Like, the, the grill cook was like, "Hey, <laughs> look, this is." He's like, "He's like, hey, this is filet, this is New York. They cook differently." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Mm. Round and flat and rectangle. Got it. Okay." And uh, like, <laughs> nice. bro, I okay, swear to God, I'm not even lying. I'm 19 years old. He's like, "Okay, you got to touch it." I'm like, "Dude, it's sizzling. Like, I'm not gonna touch that." He's like, "Touch the touch the fucking steak. Like, touch it." And I'm like, God, I'm not touching it, man. It's still on the grill. It's like fucking hot." You know, like yeah, I remember yeah. thinking <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it was funny because I'm glad like he was able to like take the time and kind of show me the right way to do things. But, um, you know, again, it was like, the, it was like, you know what, that, that, that viral lobster video, you saw that viral yeah, yeah, that, yeah. of her, Hey, Hey, you know what? I know that feeling I should do at that. I know that feeling. Listen, I was 15 years old. Okay. Now, now mm-hmm. keep in mind, my, my mother is a vegetarian and very pro animal, So, you know, killing anything was just out of the question. But let me tell you something. The first time I got to fucking, I had to kill a lobster, like I was a prep cook. And, you know, as chefs, we we ain't doing a lobster. They're just too messy. We're going to pass that off to somebody else. Of course. And so anyway, it was my turn. We had, we, we didn't have that much. It was only 10 lobsters that were for a seafood platter. And, um, and it was so funny because I was that little girl in that moment. Right. Like that lobster was yeah. fucking moving, bro. And they, he was lively. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, chef, I've never killed a lobster before. And he's like, it's easy. All you do is this. And he's he showing me what to do. And he's like, listen, you put the knife through, boom, crunch it down. Then we're going to clean it. Mm-hmm. And boom, this is it. And he made it look so easy. And I'm like, all right, cool, bitch. When it, to, when it came time to put that knife to the head, oh, dog. And then I remember like freaking out. I remember freaking out because I was just like, oh, my God, I don't want to kill it. I don't want to kill it. You know, like I feel uh-huh. so bad. And then, then I remember very clearly the chef said, Listen, we don't have time to be little bitch right now. It's either you kill the lobster or you find another job. That's what he said to me. He literally wow. said that. He said, Kill the wow. fucking lobster and get it cooked or find another job. Like, he's like, We don't have time. This is not preschool. This is a real job. Then I'm like, Okay. Wow. Ooh, I'm like, Well, I'm like, Lobster, it's either me or you. And I said, Boom, killed him. But listen, after the first two, it was totally fine. Like, I,
1: <laughs> yeah like, you just gotta get over it not, i know did you dude, have it, to um really did you have to stuff it too have you yeah you yeah we, we well, no. Experience? this is
0: this for raw bar so all we had to do <clears throat> the reason why he liked to kill it before is so the tail wouldn't uh curl up too much so i had to literally yep. Yep, yep. <clears throat> kill it and then put a uh toothpick through not a toothpick but like a skewer through the tail and mm. uh I'll tell you what, man, when it, with the flex, re, with the, the reflexes freaked me out. But like, once I got over the first two lobsters, it was totally fine. Like I was fine. Like, <laughs> was, but I, I know that feeling for like the first time killing a lobster. I was like 15, dude. I was literally like 15, like freshman in high school. Didn't even know, like mm-hmm. it was horrible. It was mortifying. And like the lobster, I couldn't like wrap my head around sticking my knife through the shell. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like I was actually killing. But Uh then when you realize like, okay, like a lobster is a cockroach. It's not really like, it has no feelings.
1: Correct. Uh, It's a bottom feeder pretty much.
0: Yeah. And and, and so it's funny, but I know, I know the feeling of that girl uh, when she was, man, we should, I I wish other people see, I'm see the viewers haven't seen this video, but basically so everybody knows it's a viral video of this girl in culinary school who has to kill a lobster and her, the chef instructor was very, very nice about it. Like, you know. Like he was very good in coaching her about it, but uh, basically uh, she struggled trying to kill this lobster and freaked out because it was just you know it was moving and everything. But I thought I thought it was really funny and I like like for me I remember that feeling. I don't know about you, Casey, if you had anything like that, having
1: um, the the first time I had to butcher pig, like I was uh, oh I was still in the well, Philippines. Like, I was nine. Oh. like full on it? full cut on pig. pig. It was alive. It yeah, was alive? like a like an eighteen it's... pounder. Yeah. My grandmother and I and did had- She's like she's like, "Look, it's going it's going to sound awful, okay? But we raised yeah. this pig. This is our pig. However, once once you start hearing it, you have to hold on to the pig." I I did not understand what the fuck she was talking about. So she she got like on top of the pig on by the neck. She held the neck uh-huh. up. She's like, "Just hold on the back legs for me. That's all you got to do." I was like, "Okay, yeah. weird." And she went like that. Yeah. Oh my god. The first time you hear that noise, you're just like, "What yeah. the f- is happening?" Bleeding yeah. out everywhere. I held on for dear life. I was crying. She was like, "You did good." And then after, yeah. obviously, the pig had gone. It Took like two minutes. It was like pure, yeah. pure pain and streaking. After that, she's yeah. like, "Okay, are you are you fine?" Dude, when, I'm like, when, uh, when, "I don't know. <laughs> I'm nine. Dude, when, like yeah. I don't know what the fuck's happening."
0: <laughs> when pigs scream, <laughs> when pigs scream, it's like it's fucking. It's it's horrible. Oh, so. So imagine the, my, my, I'm, what, I'm like
1: two like two feet away from it, like it was crazy,
0: man. Yeah, was, oh, yeah. My god. When they scream, when they scream, it is absolutely crazy, man. Like, trust me, I was just recently, uh, you know, like even with my with my little piggy, man. Oh my god, man, when she would fucking scream. It's like, dude, it's gut wrenching because they think you're killing them. That's the bottom line. There's no other. Yeah, way they think you're killing. Exactly what it is. That's why. That's and, that's yeah. why I highly recommend. That's why I highly recommend like. Uh, like if you do like with a knife, you got to go in through the side, you know what I'm saying? Through the side yeah, and the it side. The heart because, because that way they don't see it and they barely feel it. It's like a little baby needle. It's not like, like, trust me, I, did, I dug mm-hmm. deep. It's either a gunshot or the, uh, through the, through the side. But like, it's hard, mm-hmm. man. Your grandma's a, your grandma's a thug, man. Yo, my grandma's a, a G
1: like head it. Yeah. I, I don't know how she, I think she stuck her hand in her, in the throat and then just went like that. Yep. And just like, yeah. just yeah. held yeah. on, you know, bled it. And then, after that, she was like, okay, now we have to now we have to process it. Clean it. And yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, how do you think you get the, the bacon or the pork chops that we, we serve on a daily? I'm yeah. like, oh my God, we're doing this like right here. And she yeah, she worked yeah. as a butcher. That was her thing.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Took okay. It so to the back. She probably knows, yeah.
1: She knows, she knew it. Yeah, we took it to the back. Literally, there's a, a table set up. She was like, here's how you yeah. do it. Flate it. I'm like, what am I looking at? What is this? Started harvesting yeah. the gut. She's like, this is that. That's this. We're gonna save this for porridge later. That's for the guts. We're gonna put that into the stew after, like maybe the first hour. Just watching her, I was like, "Can I? Can I try this little piece?" She's like, "She understood." She's like, "I think you, you got over it." But man, at nine years old, that was such an experience. Um, yeah, and then I bet you. Appre- I, I bet you appreciate crazy. it now, though. Oh, I appreciate it now. I I absolutely would care for an animal like that. And then uh, yep. when that first time I did a chicken by myself. That was painful. Oh my good grief! Yeah, I never again, never again <laughs> do I want to do it. What? How, so you have, how you, it okay. <clears throat> you have to hold it by the neck. You have to hold it by your hands. Hand. Snap its neck. Yeah. Oh. Snap Did its you neck. Cut the head off, and then once you do, yeah, once you snap the neck, obviously it will so flay. Snap the head right yeah. off, like, lop it off, and then you have to stick the thing in hot water, so all the feathers will stick out, and then you start yeah. pulling them out and then from there it's just like regular chicken but the first time i had to yeah. physically because you can feel you can feel the life come out of it oh uh, that was a yeah oh my goodness yeah. again experiences right but i fully appreciate everything
0: yeah i i think i would be okay now but like man when i was younger oh my god Oof, no way dude <laughs> it's, it's hard when you're a kid man but i had rough. a really good experience but those are i had a really good ex- those at the time i was gonna and I was going to say I had a really good experience uh butchering a whole wild boar. So um but I had to go through it mm. as a chef because I wanted I wanted to get the feeling down and like I wanted to respect the animal. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's good though. I
1: that's wouldn't cool. do that to a cow this, though. Can you imagine doing a cow dude, two times? Yeah, I just think Oh my god. Yeah,
0: I just think I think I think it was funny because I think with any animal you have to process them differently, right? Like I I think there's mm. a big difference and this is what I was talking to my friend about. There's a big difference between a hunter a hunter, uh, you know, field dressing an animal, and then a chef, uh, butchering, and you know, I, I, it's a huge mm-hmm. difference. But I think a cow, you would have to get processed uh, right. You know, like you can't just like do it in the field. Yeah. That it would take too long I for know. one person. But here's the thing: I don't know about you, Casey, but when I was uh, the thing that got me the most was when I was um, doing this wild boar, uh, dude. The fact of like trying to like skin it while it was still warm was like getting me. Like touching the muscles yeah. that were like lukewarm. It's that's still going like this too, right? Yeah, All the muscles yeah, are it, still that, kind of uh, because we're yeah we're used to we're used to like cutting meat that's like you know ice cold you know, and this was this freaking got me. All
1: right. <laughs> I could tell yeah. I could tell it, uh, it gave some feels to you. No, I bro, I'm telling you, I think it would fully everyone will fully appreciate if you did it some like your way at least yeah. experience what you're eating. Like that's what you're physically eating and perform the the deed to the thing. But yeah. yo, I got a I got a couple of videos for us. See if you okay. can see these on your phone. Um, yeah. Just uh, some quick reactions. This is people cooking okay. some foods and all that. But here we go. Here's the first one. Ooh, fluting mushrooms. Fluting i can I, can I just say to you i I fucking hate fluting,
0: <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> I, I, I respect it why do we do? I it? I respect it? I respect it, and i I used to do it a long time ago when I worked in a uh, French restaurant, l'escalier, and um mm. I only needed to do three per plate, so it was really good. We would sell like you know fifteen plates, so I, I wouldn't need to do that much, but the problem is they oxidize. See, they look good right now, yeah. But when you, as soon as you cut the mushroom, it starts oxidizing, and that was what we like. See how they're dunking them straight in water? Yeah, mm-hmm, the chef more, I work with, he didn't. And it's probably acidulated too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So like, it all depends, right? So, but that's that's yeah. that one. How did I not know
0: this What the fuck is this?
1: Never
0: myself. Oh my god, dude that's ridiculous <laughs> that's
1: ridiculous dumb shit what the fuck hey, is that i don't i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't use it at all um, yeah first of all second of all we put that into a roboku that's much faster more efficient yeah with the, on what with we're the blade doing. yeah 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 and this nah, is this is an homage to you really my right guy right now
0: they're delicious and let me tell you something you nice. need to take the opportunity while the berries are sweet and in. The-
1: so now before I know, I know you've seen it cause you, you, you made the yeah. video, but did you, yeah. did you straight pickle the, uh, the, the raspberries? I haven't done it this way. Like so, I, I so, just let so it sit. Actually, let this is good. Thing.
0: This is a good, this is a good, um, this is a good move. So basically I'll tell you exactly what happened. So basically we would take the, this is how it all started. We would take the berries that were not like the week, the week before berries. And you know what I'm saying? That had to okay. be through one. They would either get made into sorbet. But what I realized is like, we would get so much berry sorbet that it was like, okay, we need another outlet. And here's the thing. We used to make vinegar out of the, the older berries, right? Or the berries that okay. you don't want any rot in there, but you just want, you know, they have to be super sweet. And then, you know, berries go through this process, right? So you fill them up with water and then you just let them sit and then they ferment. Mm-hmm. And then after they ferment, mm-hmm. they, they're, you know, they're like, they, they become sour, but then after that it's alcohol. And then it turns into vinegar. This whole process mm-hmm. takes about, you know like to be honest with you it depends on the environment but you can get a good vin- good tasting vinegar in like i would say fastest 30 days mature developed oh, wow. flavor uh, around 60 days yes yeah, so you pretty much let it sit but you have to babysit you have to skim the scum and you have to make sure that there's no bad bacteria but mm-hmm. here's the thing the finished result casey is fucking yeah. amazing
1: yeah it is sorry cuz you need a ton of yeah. berries but, a ton of berries
0: yeah Yeah. And the thing is, is the thing is, is it takes time. Now I would highly recommend if you're going to ferment, um, I would highly recommend one of those burp jars, the one that I had in the beginning video. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, we used to, we used to do it. And then the thing is, is like, here's the problem when you're in a restaurant and you're busy and like, nobody's checking the ferments and like, it it would Mm -hmm. just, it would crush my soul. But here's the thing. I came up with this recipe down the road when I was like, you know what, I want to make our own, like our own raspberry vinaigrette or black or berry vinaigrette or strawberry Mm -hmm. vinaigrette, right. To use for whatever or as a salad, or like what my favorite thing to do is thicken it with a little xanthan gum. And then you can kind of just use it as little dots on the plate. It brings really a really good fruity, uh, fruity, acidic flavor to the, to the dish. But, um, Mm -hmm. with this recipe, basically all we're doing is we're cheating, right? We're pretty much cheating.
1: But
0: here's the thing. You can get a really good vinegar, solid vinegar, by using. I like to use champagne, a little white balsamic, but you can use just champagne and you know uh, white wine vinegar, any type of fruit mm-hmm. vinegar to help uh, help uh, facilitate the process. And here's the thing: with this process, you're able to get a vinegar that's good, if not equally as. Good as the naturally fermentated. And you don't have to Mm -hmm. wait and like, you know, put your ego aside type deal. Because I was able to use that raspberry vinegar within two days. And the fact that we bring it to 195 degrees Fahrenheit, it sterilizes Mm it, right? But you don't lose all the aroma. If you bring it up to 212, you're gonna boil it. And then what happens is the aroma goes. Yeah, the aroma goes, but you get the sweet notes, right? And um, that's why, and I, I prefer the shelf stable because basically, then you can store that in the dry storage, and you're good to go. You're not going to kill anybody, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the problem, and and um, but I do want to make I do want to make, um, make another fruit vinegar uh, here soon with figs. With figs, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, mm. but it sucks because you because you have to yeah. peel them all. So I'm I'm going to get to that though.
1: Funny, uh, it's funny you mentioned I have you a should never video ever make, make wasabi, wasabi
0: into your soy sauce instead you should take some wasabi and put it on the fish then dip the fish in the sauce you should never dunk a piece of sushi in the soy sauce right side down because well this is why
1: hey those are great tips but as a sushi chef we don't really give a shit you paid for the food it's yours eat it however the hell you want yeah yeah yeah, right so, anything. so so it doesn't have to be sushi. I
0: I hey, hey listen, I agree with Cho on this one and it's so funny he said that because I was that person. So, when I went <laughs> to listen. When I I, think I would be the sushi nazi. Listen, when I moved to LA, man, and we were eating sushi, I would tell my wife, "Don't hey, look, we got to eat this right. This is how you eat sushi." And I remember talking to a sushi chef friend who said the same exact thing that Cho said, right? Like he's like, <laughs> "Dude, I, I I don't fucking care." Like It doesn't matter to me. And this guy was really good at sushi. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know why people are freaking out. Like, once you pay for the sushi, that's it. And plus, all American sushi, all America sushi, like all these rolls and all that stuff, is not really how they Mm -hmm. do sushi in Japan. I mean, listen, let's be honest. With with the wasabi and the crispy onions and all that, dude, this is so Americanized. And uh, if I'm going to go eat sushi, I really appreciate just the sashimi. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the rice, the fish, rice, fish, or just sashimi yeah. and tasting the actual quality of the fish. And, um, you know, with the sushi rolls and stuff, but Cho is right, man. Like, do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and it's so funny because I thought there was a certain way you had to eat sushi. And uh, so I was one of those guys. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I, was I guess guy. they I would lie. tell
1: you, like some of the some yeah. of the sushi masters would tell you, soy sauce only goes on the fish and they would dunk it that way. However, yeah. if, you, if you've been to, like, the higher end ones, they do put a glaze on top. And like shishinis yeah. or nigiris. And, then, and, That's all it and is. You, also,
0: you also pick it up. You're supposed to pick it up with your hands when you're in the restaurant. Like, you know. Pick it up with your hands. And, Correct. uh, so yeah. It,
1: so it's all, I, who gives a shit? Like, if you paid whatever, it, it's your money. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then the last yeah. video here, Brandon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice
0: yeah. and
1: This is like a simple Burrata. prep. So and he just puts it onto on the oil and then the figs on top. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I love, and you know what? That's what I, I, I wanted to poppy, do, man. actually. No, I, yeah, I love, I love this kid, man. I really do. Yeah, I think We, we, we have the same than
0: name. Than His I. name is Brandon. My name is Brandon.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's younger no? or maybe yeah. older. It doesn't yeah. matter. Same thing. Yeah. No, no I was just going to say uh, yeah. that was all the videos that we got for today. So, um, okay and for anybody else yeah, that want to tag us on any of the other videos though uh, that'd be pretty yeah. awesome but um, yeah definitely let us know Brandon you want to you want to exit us out or uh, yeah or any other tips anyway, you give hey us? listen thank
0: yeah thanks everybody for watching listen make sure you go hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel make sure you follow us on we're live on Apple Podcasts now we're going to continue this and also give us some ideas let us know what we should do with that being said peace out